Welcome back to the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 56. Glad you could join us for a couple hours of fun, some interviews, some tracks, some information, the usual. I know it's been a little while since I put out an episode. The original plan for this episode was for me to do it while I was in Hawaii. And mostly because every time I go on these two, three week trips during the winter, the surf isn't consistent, the weather isn't consistent, and I usually have time to do work. So my plan was get everything set up, go there, hang out in the house. One of the days that it's raining or it's too windy, I'm gonna take care of this. And what happened was the weather was perfect, the waves were perfect. I surfed probably two to three times a day, more than I'd ever surfed in my life out there. And I had no time to do anything. And I was a bummer because I was really looking forward to releasing it there because today's guest is none other than North Shore's own Kira Seal. And I thought it would have been cool and I spoke to her when I saw her out there that I was gonna release it and I just didn't get a chance to. So I really apologize. Uh, but the trip was amazing. Got to surf with Joel and Tosh and a couple other people, cut my friends, mostly VLAND. Honestly, I surfed Sunset one or two days, uh, Backyards one or two days, but VLAND was just perfect every day. And I just didn't want to surf anything else. Got to spend some time with my family, which is really important because, you know, this trip, as much as it is a surf trip, it's really a time for my wife and my kid and I to hang out with ourselves and also our family because we celebrate Thanksgiving out there but it was great for us to have a lot of fun together and now that she's getting older you know she's a bit more mobile a bit more adventurous which makes it even better some people are afraid of that I think it's great I think that having a kid at three years old and what they're going through and what they're learning is pretty amazing and no other place to see that happen than in Hawaii where her bravery for the water and her just joy for life is just there and it's great so it was a great trip but again did not get a lot of work done but let's do a little housekeeping this is the bodega border crew podcast volume 56 make sure to check us out on instagram at bodega border crew make sure to go to our website bodegabordercrew.com where we have merch we have a blog we have some other stuff definitely pick up some gifts for the holidays also, make sure to check out the full description on your iTunes player of this episode for track listings and links to things that we're talking about. This episode, we got to sit down with none other than Miss Kira Seal, one of my favorite new surfers. Uh, she won the women's division of the Duct Tape Invitational in Rockaway, Shredder, Rips. Got to surf with her a little bit on the North Shore. She, it was a lot of fun. So we sat down with her when she was here in California a couple of months ago and uh, she just talks about what her whole deal is, and it's pretty impressive. We also have a little interview with Cassia, and Cassia is here to talk to us about her definitive guide to longboarding, which she did with the Inertia. It's this masterclass thing that we're going to talk about that I think is pretty awesome. In terms of short takes this week, there's three of them. The first one is a group of videos that Bing put out to celebrate their 60 years of business, which I think are great. There's also a Hobie Surf Shop video by Surfer uh, featuring Michaela Smith and a couple of other people. That's really cool. And lastly, I, I'm going to talk about the new book that Nat Young released called Church of the Open Sky, which, again, I thought I was going to be able to finish on vacation, but I surfed too much, but one up finishing it later. 
when I started thinking about Nat Young's book and what it's about and telling stories, it got me thinking about music that tells stories. And some of my favorite hip hop songs are ones that tell stories. So in this episode, I tried to pick songs that for me tell a tale and paint a picture and aren't just a bunch of lyrical craziness, but really give you something to think about and take you to another place. And I'm starting this episode off with one of my favorite Diggable Planet tracks. And so I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys like the storytelling and I'll check in with you guys in a little bit. Peace. It was 849 on a beautiful ninth day of July. There was not a cloud to speak of, so the orange sun hung lonely in the sky. I lay prone in my cabby home, thinking of fine nappy Jackie and his jazz cat's horn. Sliding in a tape of bird on bird when suddenly rang my phone. Hey, butterfly, the voice said. Slip on some duds, comb out your fro, and slide on down to my pad. The vibe here is very pleasant, and I truly request your presence. A problem of great magnitude has arose, and as we speak it grows. Damn, what could it be, I thought, a juice I bought, and rolled on down to her spot. Seeing bros I know, slapping fives, I arrived and pressed G5. And there was Nikki, looking some kind of sad, with tears falling from her eyes. She sat me down, and dug my frown, and began to run it down. You remember my boyfriend said, that fly kid who I love? Well, our love was often a verb, and spontaneity has brought a third. But due to our youth and economic state, we wish to terminate. About this we don't feel great, but baby that's how it is. But the feds have dissed me, they ignored and dismissed me. The pro-lifers harassed me outside the clinic and called me a murderer. Now that's hate. So needless to say, we're in a mental state of debate. Hey, beautiful bird, I said, digging her somber mood. The fascists are some heavy dudes. They don't really give a damn about life. They just don't want a woman to control her body or have the right to choose. But baby, that ain't nothing. They just want a male finger on the button. Because if you say war, they will send them to die by the score. Aborting missions should be your volition. But if Suda and Thomas have their way, you'll be standing in line unable to get welfare while they'll be out hunting and fishing. It has always been around. It will always have a niche. But they'll make it a privilege, not a right, accessible only to the rich. Hey, pro-lifers need to dig themselves, because life don't stop after birth. And for a child born to the unprepared, it might even just get worse. The situation would surely change if they were to find themselves in it. Supporters of the H-bomb and firebombing clinics. What type of shit is that? Orwellian, in fact. If Roe v. Wade was overturned, would not the desire remain intact? Leaving young girls to risk their health, doctors to botch and watch as they kill themselves. Now, I hate to sound macabre, but hey, isn't it my job to lay it on the masses and get them off their asses to fight against these fascists? So, whatever you decide, make that move with pride. Sid will be there and so will I. An insect till I die. Rhythms and sounds spinning around. Confrontations across the nation. Your block, my block, dreadlocks. What a shock. Land of the free. But not me. Not me. 
nothing can save ya But this is the season of catching the vapors And since I got time, what I'm gonna do Is tell you how they spread it throughout my crew Well, you all know T.J. Swan, who sang on my records Make the music, nobody beats the biz, well, check it Back in the days before this began They used to try to talk to this girl named Fran The type of female with fly Gucci wear With big drug jewelry and extensions in her hair When Swan tried to kick it, she always best Talking about, baby, please, you work for UPS since he wasn't no type of big drug dealer My man TJ Swarm didn't appeal to her But now he trucks gold and wear fly belly boots Rough leather fashion and tough silk suits Now she stopped fronting and wants to speak And be coming to all the shows every single weekend To get his people number she be begging please Dying for the day to get skis She caught the vapors She caught the vapors That's calm and plain He goes by the name of the Big Daddy Kane The mellow type of fellow that's laid back Back in the days he was nothing like that I remember one he used to fight every day What grown-ups would tell him he would never obey He wore his pants hanging down and his sneakers untied And a rata type kangle tilted to the side Around his neighborhood people treated him bad And said he was the worst thing his mom's ever had He said he would grow up to be nothing but a hoolum Or either in jail or someone would shoot him But now he's grown up to their surprise Big Daddy got a hit record selling worldwide Now the same people that didn't like him as a job Saying can I borrow a dollar? Ooh, you're a star Oh, now they caught the vapors. They caught the vapors. They caught the vapors. They caught the vapors. Now I got a cousin by the name of Von Lee. Better known to y'all as Kamasa V. He cut scratch transforms with finesse. And all that mess I remember when he first started to rock And try to get this job at a record shop He was in it to win it But the boss fronted said Sorry Mr. Lee, but there's no help on it Now my cut's born Still try on and on and on To the like break the dawn To get this J.O.B. in the fact Then it look right past him and be like Next! Now for the year of eight to eight Cool V is making dollars So my cousin's like straight He walked into the same record shop right before And the boss be like Vaughn Welcome to my store Offering him a doll But now nah, he don't want it Damn it feels good to see people up on it Cause I remember one At first they wasn't Now nah, guess what they caught from my cousin The vapor They caught the vapors Last topic of the story is about Miss Mark. I had to work for mine to put your body in park. When I was a teenager, I wanted to be down with a lot of MTDJ and crews in town. Source crew on Noble Street, I said, Can I be down camp? They said, No one treated me like a wet food stamp. After getting rejected, I was very depressed. Sat and wrote some death do 
Deuteron at Moret. When I used to come to parties, they make me pay. We'll have to beg to get on the mic and rap that day. I was never into girls, I was just into my music. To act like I wanted to keep instead of trying to use it. But now things switch without belief. Your biz, do you remember me for Noble Street Chief? We used to be down back in the days. It happens all the time and never cease to amaze. They caught the papers. Yo, yo, they caught the papers. They caught the papers. Yo, I like to tell everybody this is a true story. They caught the papers. And you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. They caught the papers. You know, I'm not joking, 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 joking. They caught the papers. Now my name, my name is Bismarcky. My partner, Commander Goofy, and I can't forget the original, my manager. Take this for example, young brothers want rap, cause in the life they're living, you can't have step. It starts with the young ones doing crowds for fun And if you ain't down, you'll get played out, son So let's get a car you know I fly with Get a dent, pull a screwdriver and be all quick With the dope ride, yeah, and a rowdy crew We could bag us a Benz and an Audi too Even a Jeep or van, goddamn, we're getting ours, yo Take a trip up the strip and be like stars, so It doesn't matter if the cops be scoping They can't do jack, that's why a young brother's open To do anything, anywhere, any place Fuck while in another court case, it's the code of the streets They might say that we're a menace to society But at the same time I say, why is it me? Am I the target for destruction? What about the system and total corruption? I can't work at no fast food joint, I got some talent So don't you get my point? I'll organize some brothers and get crazy loot Selling D-R-U-G-S's and clocking dollars true Cause the fat dough, yo, that suits me fine I gotta have it so I can leave behind The mad poverty, never having, always needed If a sucker steps up, then I leave him bleeding I gotta get mine, I can't take no shorts And while I'm selling, here's a flash report Organized crime, they get theirs on the down low Here's the ticket, wanna bet on a horse show? You got to be a pro, do what you know When you're dealing with the code of the streets The ten I win with the skills I be wielding. Got the tenth one dealing. Let me express my feelings. Cool has never been one to play a big shot. It's just the styles I got that keep my mic hot. And fuck turning my back to the street scene. It gives me energy, so I'ma keep fiends coming just to get what I'm selling. Maybe criminal or felon dropping gems on your melon. So keep abreast to the gangsta conquest, underground roughnecks, pounds of respect. I've never been afraid to let loose my speech. My brothers know I kick the code up the streets.
let the rhythm hit him. Welcome back to the Bodega Board Crew Volume 56. Hope you guys like those tracks. Hope you like those stories that were being painted for you. I think it's really impressive for me when I hear hip-hop artists that are not only able to have an amazing flow, but create this picture. I always equate it to some of our most famous music genres. Like You take like country music. A lot of early country music really painted these pictures. Stuff that Willie Nelson wrote. Stuff that Johnny Cash wrote. And in the same way, a lot of really good hip-hop does that it paints this picture a scene for you to be transported to like any other creative writer any other fiction or non-fiction writer does and a lot of these tracks that i pick fit that category but let's do a little housekeeping this is the bodega border crew podcast volume 56 make sure to check us out on instagram at bodega border crew make sure to check out our website bodegabordercrew.com where we have merch wax blog some other stuff i don't know check it out you might dig it also make sure to check out the full episode description on your itunes player for track listings and links to things that we're talking about this episode we sat down with none other than north shore's own kira seal kira seal is an amazing all-around surfer she's up and coming in the whole longboard scene placing really well in contests so she's getting a lot of visibility and i sat down with her while she was in california uh, just at Doheny, chilling, and talk about how she came up in surfing and what her goals are and what she's into. And I hope you guys enjoy it. So what's your name and where are you from? I'm Kira Seal and I'm from the North Shore of Oahu. And you were born and raised there? I was, yeah. So what hospital were you born in? Um, Kaiser, Mwanalua. Oh, okay. Not Wahiwa. My mom made it farther than that. <laughs> the better one, yeah. <laughs> And uh, so are your parents from there or? Uh, my parents moved there when they got married at 21. So like it's been the one place. They grew up everywhere, but they've lived in Hawaii. The Where are they from? Just out of curiosity. Um, Florida and Texas, actually. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> See, like, like having, that's always been my dream for like my wife and I to move there and like have our kid grow up there. Yeah, we got lucky, yeah. me and my brother, for sure. Um, so it's you and your brother. Yeah. And uh, d- uh, does your uh, your parents surf or no? Yeah, so even my grandparents surf. Oh, like, okay. My dad's dad surfed in Texas. My mom's um, mom and dad both surfed on the East Coast. So, like, I come from a big surfing family. Oh, okay, nice. so that yeah. was just, like, destined for you to surf, Yeah, right? exactly. Like, my great-grandpa, this is so random, but, like, we have a photo. No, my great-great-grandpa, we have a photo of him in Texas with Hilo Hattie and the Duke playing ukulele. No. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. That's kind of yeah, awesome. Yeah, surfing has been... Your, your lineage is like right yeah. there. When was the first time you remember getting on a surfboard? Mm, I'm... It, there isn't... I don't ever remember not being on one. Okay. So like when I was six months old, there's videos of me with floaties on the front of my parents' lawn boards, oh, like laughing. Awesome. And so and even in the tide pools at Pipe, uh-huh. when we'd get the big tide pools, there's like videos of them pushing me along in the wind oh, taking that's so me. Cool. So it's always been in my life oh that's awesome uh when did you when you started like surfing surfing did you start shortboarding was it like longboard? my parents always had like a big quiver of boards and they really pushed me to ride everything because they're like 
just ride what suits the conditions. You want a shortboard because it's barreling? Go out on your shortboard. You want to ride a fish because your style is a little funny right now? Go ride that fish and really read the waves. So I was really fortunate with that, mm -hmm. that my parents were such big surfers that they just really let me have like a open slate and just a clean slate and ride whatever I wanted. That's, and also like I mean being on the North Shore from like winter to like summer the yeah. drastically changes. <laughs> Definitely. It's like Lake City. For me it's always been the like we go there in the winter but I've gone there like in April mm -hmm. and I almost think that's like the most fun time It for is me. because no one's around. Yeah and the waves aren't bad they're <laughs> and, still good. And sometimes we get swells that are still like a 15 foot face but it's so much mellower and it's yeah. not like gonna eat you and kill you. <laughs> yeah I know it's super super yeah. chill. Um, when did you get into like single fin longboarding, um, like hardcore? My parents, ne I never had a two plus one ever. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, never. I always was on a single fin. Like when I was, I think 11, I um, they had this old single fin that my footprints were actually on since I was two years old, like painted on them. And so Aww. I started riding that and um, my dad couldn't believe that I could turn on the big fin he had. So uh. he was like, you're good at this. Like you should ride it. And it ended up being something like I've loved that. I love surfing and I was good at shortboarding and all that. But that's where like what spoke to my heart was like the big heavy boards. So where, yeah. and where were you surfing those? Like Haleiwa, Pupakea, uh -huh. ways like that. I basically just would anytime I thought it was like small, like the sets were paced enough to where I can make it out on that yeah, board. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm surfing. You're like, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. And they never let me wear, wear a leash, so it kind of helped with my water skills. So since the beginning? Yeah, since the beginning. Wow, that's pretty tough. I'm tempted to do that with my daughter. My <laughs> wife's a little like, that's not cool. But I'm kind of like, I'm like, look, I'm like, you know, I think it's the way to learn. Like you're just a little bit more conscious, like a wave That's selection. That's what I was gonna say. It makes you a better surfer because yeah. I wouldn't go out if I thought I was gonna lose my board. Exactly. And you start, you don't even think about losing your board. You never use the, oh, I have a leash, it's fine. I can just throw it. Mm -hmm. Like you learn to get over every wave. You learn to make sure and be able to time the set. So you, you're more aware. You're yeah. more aware of the ocean. You learn to read it better. That's always been my argument why, like, I mean, I obviously started, like, at first with the leash, mm -hmm. but, like, after the first year, like, it did make me, like, a little bit more conscious of it, and, like, I'm not going to just drop it on any wave. Exactly. Like, uh, that's what I like. That's what I tell everyone. I'm like, that's the biggest thing I learned from it, is that when you have a leash, you have this, like, safety mechanism. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, fuck it. I can just it's go. It's a net. With, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, but now it's like, no, 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 and you're more picky, and you pick the right wave. Yeah, and I think that's what makes you a better surfer, because people that are out there constantly on the best wave yeah. you look like a better server yeah, yeah, in yeah. The, <laughs> just in that yeah. aspect of it um now did you did you start who were some of the people that you kind of came up with uh there on the north shore surfing like single fin long um honolua bloomfield she's a year younger than me but like me and her were always out all okay. the, at the same time and like rosie yeah um she was just a little bit older but she was always on her single fin too or on a fish so uh -huh. that's kind of who i looked up to and Crystal. I don't um, know Crystal. She's a bit like a little bit older, but she always was so be beautiful out there. So I looked up to her. Crystal Holmesy, Dame, Dave Holmesy's wife. No, I don't know her. <laughs> He's like a big photographer okay. and surf filmmaker. So. And how were you guys received? Because it's mostly like, you know, it's like mostly like shortboard land, so. We always, luckily, like me and Honolulu always pushed each other. So we would go out where it was bigger. Huh? And we had already, like for me personally, I had already like been surfing V-Land on my shortboard my whole life. And my parents always had me in the water. So when I got on my longboard, 
I wasn't bad at it. So people were actually really stoked just to see a chick's charging and a young girl surfing mm -hmm. bigger waves. They fully were like, yeah, go, this is cool. Because not really many people did it. Like Kai Salas is who I can remember the most yeah. being out when it was bigger and being like, wow, he can nose ride that. Like, I want to try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there aren't that many. I mean, I know like when I've gone out there, I mean, there's mostly that South Shore scene, right? Yeah. There's that whole Queen scene. But like, you know, that's why like the first person I met out there was Rosie. Like when yes. I came out there years ago and I was exactly. like, oh, okay. And Kaoki. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. That whole like thing. Um, do, did you start competing right away or? No. So I actually like surprisingly was competing on a shortboard when I was younger. Okay. Until I was about 14 and then I was like, I hate this. Like people are too competitive. Yeah. I am so not a competitive yeah. person. Like I'm competitive, but not in a cutthroat way. Like yeah. it's fun to better yourself. But when those girls were getting nasty kicking and I'm like, okay, mom, I'm not competing. I'm <laughs> yeah, over this. Done. So I like skate and I dirt bike a lot so I actually was competing in dirt are, biking for a bit. Or do you go to that Pupake yeah, track? Yeah, my dad's really good at dirt biking. Or the so Kahuku track. The Kahuku, yeah. yeah. I live at Pupake so like the trails are all around yeah. there and then we started going to Australia just for fun and one year when I was there um, the Noosa Festival was on and I was like oh I want to surf that way oh, so cool. I just signed up for it just for fun and then the some people noticed in the following year everyone was there so I made that like a fun thing like oh I'm gonna go to Noosa and compete in that and then I did like the MSA and I'd always do pretty okay mm -hmm. and then um, last year I think in October they did a WSL um, event in Hawaii and before oh they did yeah so that's how I got into competing was about okay. last year um, before someone would pick the one girl who got to go and compete in WSL and that from your region and it was always Honolulu yeah, since I course, was little because yeah. they'd only had one slot so then they opened it up and had one um, event that would put you into Taiwan uh -huh. and so I ended up signing up like super late and I knew Marty who like runs it and so he put me in it and I was a little bit hesitant but I ended up qualifying for Taiwan and then that's oh, cool. just how it like started was last year. <laughs> You're like new this. to this. It's yeah. Jesus. It's been weird trying to learn to compete. <laughs> well it's like a different world I'm yeah. sure. I mean well obviously you won the women's duct tape in, in Rockaway which was pretty awesome. Super that, fun. That, and that was a fun event. Oh my goodness so yeah, good. Yeah. And I, and I love those events. I guess the next one is what? Japan. Japan or, yeah, yeah in a couple weeks. Yeah. Even Huntington was fun. Like it was super fun actually. Huntington was your first one? It was my first one, yes. Yeah. So that was my first invite. I couldn't even believe it. I was like, oh my god, is that an email from Nolan about a duct tape? Like, yeah. is this even real? When they send you the invite, is it just a yellow graphic or is it like a real... It, oh no, it's a yellow graphic with your name, <laughs> name on, on it. it. And you're like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I love that they do that. Like, like, because I remember Joel telling me, he told me a couple of people that are invited that uh -huh. I, could, I couldn't tell them that they yeah. were. And I was like, why can't I tell him? He's like, oh, we haven't made the graphics yet. I was like, just make the fucking graphic. I just send it to them. It's fine. Yeah, you get an email and you're just like, wait, what? You're like, oh, I guess I'm going to this But thing. that was like the first comp, the Huntington, where it kind of clicked competing. Because it wasn't ever fun. And like, I have like a problem with priority. Like, I cannot figure it out to save yeah, yeah, my yeah. life. And then with the duct tape, it was like no pressure because everyone was having such a good time that it made me so like calm and like I could actually just surf like a free surf and that's yeah. something that's so taken out of sports and competing and to have fans putting that in mm -hmm. is just the best thing ever.
Well, a lot of times competition, I think, at least from my perspective, because I'm not wired that way, is that I think it brings out the worst in people. It does. It 100% does. They get, like, nasty. There's so many people that I looked up to before that now when I'm competing against them, I'm like, holy moly, I didn't know you were like that. And you're like, fuck, like, cut throw. Like, cut Jeez, throw. I thought you were nice. No, 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 no. People, I think it's, it's like when the money's involved. And yeah. that's the other thing, too. And your guys, in this world... You know, I was talking to a couple of people. This is the hard part, right? So it's like there really isn't money in it. No, there isn't. And so what do you do in order to, like, what are you doing to supplement that? So me personally, I pay for everything. My parents don't charge me rent, which I'm really lucky. So, like, that money is going, Mm -hmm. that I save is going to the event. But before I was waiting tables, like, five days, five to six days a week every morning to just be able to break even to do these things. Mm-hmm. And like, luckily I want, um, I got second at the last duct tape. Yeah. So I was able to afford like coming to this yeah, yeah, one, yeah. <laughs> but now like I lost my job cause I was leaving so much now. Yeah. So I'm just so grateful I won this new duct tape just to keep doing it. Cause yeah. you don't like, even for WSL, I, got like quarterfinal finish at the last couple and we haven't even seen the money and it's only like seven hundred dollars oh, and that geez. doesn't even pay for a plane ticket no no, no. that doesn't cover anything yeah. and they're not covered so you did the one in in long beach in new york mm-hmm. yeah so you're not you had to pay for a hotel you had to pay for like your like it's the, so expensive yeah i mean this is the thing i talked to harrison about yeah. like and i want people to understand is that you know on the CT and QS side of things, when it comes to shortboarding, it's a lot of times the sponsors will cover everything, oh, yeah. right? But for you guys, it's like you guys are like going out of pocket. So you kind of need to have a support system, parents. Yes. Like parents like, okay, look, we're not gonna charge you rent, great, that's awesome. Hey, look, that's a bill I don't mm-hmm. have to pay. And then if you do have a job, you have to have one that's flexible enough that like if you're leaving all the time yep. that they're cool with. Exactly, and yeah. like I was lo- so fortunate to have that mm-hmm. for a while and that's what got me here but now not having it it's stressful it's like i had a lot of pressure on me and my brain for this last contest and it ended up working out because yeah, yeah. i was like i have to do good yeah, yeah. <laughs> if not, i can't do this anymore You're like, but like it was kind of frustrating seeing ty um so we got this like pamphlet before we went to spain from wsl and it did all our prize money and it was like for the short border qs's that were there they had three hundred and fifty thousand dollars in prize money and so like for, we for one event for the holy for the shit. boys we had 30,000 split between two like to just see that and for WSL to like send us a pamphlet and not think we would think anything like rub it in your yeah. face well I'll, to defense of the WSL I'm the first one I've been shitting on the WSL since day one since I've been doing this but <laughs> their defense and because I know this yeah the, the three longboard events that happened the, the um, Noosa Spain and New York that was all paid for by the local tourism board. I, and I do knew that. And so is um, Taiwan. Yeah, Taiwan so that's why the prize money is low. But here's the here's the plus side of it. Since Noosa and um, New York went really uh-huh. well, they're supposedly... Fuck it, I don't care. I'm not <laughs> this. But they're supposedly talking to a lot of sponsors. Yeah. That, that's going to at least double, if not yes. triple. And with Devin on board, like I am so thankful that he's there because he's he's someone that like my surfing that's who I looked up to I'm yeah. like I want to surf like Devin his style is impeccable so to have someone like him as an advocate for longboarding with WSL mm-hmm. is so good for us and I'm so thankful to him to be bettering it mm-hmm. 
But um, at the same time, it's like longboarding is where it's at. Like we're at the beach right now, right? Yeah. There is not one shortboard out there. No. There's like a hundred longboarders. No. So I think over time, people are gonna realize that like other people can relate to us because they can go, wait, I could probably do that. See, that's I could do, but on a shortboard. I can't do an air. like No, no, and I think that's one of the things, and I've spoken to Devin about this a lot, I think WSL is kind of realizing mm -hmm. that, that if they want to get people who've never surfed before in a, or who like maybe go on vacation yeah. twice a year and get them into the surfing ecosystem, this is going to be a way to do it because they could potentially, after two hours of a longboard, they'll at least catch a wave. Yes, completely. They'll at least catch one wave. On a shortboard, it might take them three months before they catch exactly. a wave. Exactly. Longboarding is definitely something that people can relate to mm -hmm. and, they're, and they go, I could do that. Yeah. Whereas I don't think that applies to shortboarding as much. No, no. And I think anything, I, you hate to use the term sellable, right? But mm -hmm. if you could picture yourself in a situation like you look at something mm -hmm. and you're like, wow, that could be me. That like gets you a little bit more inspired yeah. versus like if someone sees like, let's say I use basketball as an uh -huh. example. If someone sees someone like dunk over someone, you're like, okay, I can never do that. But if they see someone shoot like a, a three pointer or a, a, like a free throw, they're mm -hmm. like, I could, prob I could probably do I that. I could probably yeah. do that. So it's a little different. Yeah. I mean, I obviously I'm like one of the biggest advocates of like that whole thing. And it's like, you know, I was, I was lucky enough that actually someone on the North shore steered me to like, cause that's where I first learned mm -hmm. how to surf. They were like, go home. Get a single fin longboard, no leash. Yeah. Watch tons of videos of Joel, like all that shit. Of like, <laughs> like, and it was, and I totally learned how to surf that way. Um, now, speaking of back home, I guess one of the big things that's happened over the last like six months or so is that they've passed this ordinance where they're not going to let people rent out their places via mm -hmm. Airbnb. And I know there's such a huge tradition pre-Airbnb for people to rent out their homes on the North Definitely. Shore. And there's been a tourism thing. I want them to know what was your feeling about that passing and what impact do you think it has on you and like your local community? Okay, so I can see both sides of it. Mm -hmm. But for personally, looking at the bigger picture, having those, the North Shore of Oahu, every job is based on tourism. And to not have these like people able to come and enjoy for a house on the beach is kind of sad because that's what makes the North Shore go around. Mm -hmm. Like we need these people to come in to and eat breakfast or come in and come to the shops and go shopping. And with not having Airbnb anymore, people are at hotel at like Turtle Bay Resort and they end up staying at Turtle Bay Resort. Yeah, they're not going to leave. And they're that not place. leaving it. And we all make money off. Our, we're all in the customer service industry yeah. and to not have that sucks and yeah. for people not to experience what it feels like to have a house on the beach at pipe like that stinks too and another aspect of it is homes are so expensive in Hawaii so I know so many people that that's how they pay rent like they're not even profiting they're just making their mortgage mm -hmm. and so many of my friends families are like oh we're gonna have to sell now because their mortgages are like 10 grand no most people in this world aren't making 10 grand no months. I'm definitely not making <laughs> yeah. that money yeah so that sucks too like okay now all my friends families have to move off North Shore because they can't afford it anymore mm -hmm. and another thing for me is I travel the world I need Airbnbs so yeah. like going to Spain I stayed in an Airbnb how cool is that that in a little fishing town I got to have a little cozy place mm -hmm. and I love Airbnb in Australia, everywhere. So it stinks to not have that where I'm from and be able to share that with other people. Yeah, that they can't have like a local innovative yeah. experience. Cause going to like a place like, 
as much as Turtle Bay is a great thing for like a day or two, yeah. the fact is you get locked in. And like, let's say if you're going to do an activity, you're and paying them. And it's so expensive. To, you can't afford it. No, it's so what we do is we say like two thirds of the time at the house we rent. Mm -hmm. And then my wife's like, oh, I want to go to Turtle Bay yeah. for a couple of days. But it's gotten like every year we go, it's like, oh, now we have, you have to pay for parking. And we were like, what the fuck? When did <laughs> yeah. this happen? They're like, oh, the resort fee went up. I was yeah. like, for what? Like every time we go, like we just booked it recently. Uh -huh. And we were like, wait, 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 what's what? this fee for? And they're like, oh no, we just did this renovation. So we need this. And we're like, I honestly think this might be the last year that we do the Turtle Bay yeah. thing at all. Like, I'm just like, I'm fucking over and it. And that sucks. Like, come yeah. on, we want people to come experience yeah. the North Shore. Like it is such a Mecca of surfing. Mm -hmm. So to not have like the normal family be able to afford it like that, that really sucks. bums me out and like turtle bay wants to expand now and like take also, over all of cavella bay so that's their thing you x out airbnbs so then they can expand and make a ton of money because there's a new owner at turtle bay now so there's they've already got it passed i guess so they are taking over from cavella bay all that beautiful uh -huh. like trees is getting cut down and then all the way to like almost to Marconi's like to the right yeah, yeah, yeah. is all going to turn into like condos and like for the oh I had no idea because there's a bunch of those houses that are there yes so yeah. as when those start end is when that starts because we were we were like borderline the first year we went there we saw how one of those houses it was really run down mm -hmm. was for sale for super cheap and I was like Erin we should buy it <laughs> like I'm telling you we should buy this and she's like oh, I don't know how hot I am on Hawaii and then like six months later like it sold and I was like yeah that was our chance <laughs> that was our one chance it's over. I know you look at houses because I go on Zillow and stuff just oh, yeah. for fun and like there's a house right by us so like if you push the wall it would probably fall over yeah, yeah. oh 1.5 yeah oh no they're yeah. expensive but now with this Airbnb thing, that's the thing. So we have like alerts mm -hmm. set up because our dream is to like buy there. For so sure. we're always looking. The prices are dropping They fast. are, most certainly. They are dropping fast. I saw one go from 1.5 to 1.3. Yeah. Like overnight and I was like, oh shit. And then where you are, there's actually, I think, if I was gonna buy a house, first of all, I can't afford beachfront. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. But the houses by where you guys live, up in the hills, oh, it's they're the best gorgeous. Place in the world. You have a, a good amount of land. You have a view. You can have a dog. It can run around. Yeah. You don't have theft because you're not on the beach yeah. where there's a little bit of a crazy homeless. <laughs> no, it's kind of dark. Well, I mean, you guys had that thing a couple of years ago that that murder that happened. Mm -hmm. That was like that really affected the North Shore very badly. Do you think that had any effect on this Airbnb thing or? No, not at all. I don't think that did. I think it spooked a lot of yeah. families because having the elementary school ride up hype, yeah. it was like, um, okay, we're gonna send your kid to school. They can just ride their bike. No yeah. big deal. It's a family yeah. community. Everyone did it. But then after that, you kind of see everyone not being so open to just having their kid ride their bike to go surf and come home like it gets uh, scary then i mean yeah I and we kind of lived in our north shore bubble no which is not i mean i think that's a good that's a big reason why we all go there yeah like to be honest like it takes us away from all this shit wherever we're coming from we're like oh this is so nice like the door could be open like i don't give a sh i mean like you gotta a certain extent you gotta be a little like you just got to be smart i mean i come from brooklyn so it's like yeah. i remember a couple years ago a bunch of skaters got robbed they were like fuck they <laughs> broke into our house i was like yeah, you know why they broke in the house? You guys were assholes. And that's the <laughs> you thing. You guys were that's assholes. exactly what I was going to say. It's like any break-in is because of how you acted while you were off yeah. the North Shore. Because everyone's watching you. No, and everyone's talking. And if talking. you don't show respect, you don't get it. Like, I know, like, for me, it's like every time that, like, I've gone there, like, since the first day, like, anytime I see Eddie, like, 
say hi to him and the whole thing. And I'm like, I come from that kind of neighborhood in like, like Brooklyn, like a former like uh-huh. mafia neighborhood. That I'm like, I like, I actually yeah. respect that because you know what, you're gonna keep me safe. Like exactly. I'm cool with you. It's all good. Like I have nothing to hide. Like hey, you want to come out and hang out? Like I will buy you a drink. Like yeah. no issue. I wouldn't even think twice about. But these people who come who act like dicks, and I'm like. Like when they got robbed, I'm not going to say who it is, yeah. when they got robbed, they were like, fuck. And I was like, I remember I talked to one of them because they were all on the same team. Uh-huh. I was like, you know why this happened. I was like, you guys acted like assholes the day you came here. Yes. Like you have to. Don't act like you own the place. Because no. you definitely don't. No, because I, the way I feel every time I come there, and my wife feels the same way, and we're trying to teach this to uh-huh. our daughter, is like, we are incredibly privileged that you guys allow us to experience a part of your life and your culture and your, your land and all that, that we like there's a part of me that's like we shouldn't be experiencing like we shouldn't be allowed to do it but you guys are very welcoming and you're super chill it's like the the thing that we have to do is we have to turn our respect and gratitude level up a thousand and i i only i just feel that way like i come there and i'm like yeah i'm like i want to support every local business i want to like talk to everybody like kind of thing you know show the aloha spirit so for me respect is such a big thing growing up like you show respect to everyone yeah and it's hard traveling now with surfing like this morning at Zano I'm getting burned by so many people the same oh, kid just like freaking paddles up turns back around for the set paddles back everyone's doing them like wait where is the respect like at any surf break because yeah. at home you watch you see like mm-hmm. okay uncle's here his wife's there like He's going to go on this set, uh-huh. and then maybe you can get that little insider yeah. until it's your turn. Yeah. So traveling the world and not seeing that this isn't a thing. There is really no respect in our generation. It's sad. No. It's a really sad thing. I mean, California's infamous for it. I know the one thing I always tell people, and I learned this from the guy who taught mm-hmm. me how to surf out there, was, you know, he told me, he's like, look, a good rule of thumb is that you should for... If there's people in the lineup for every fifth wave that they catch, you try to catch one. So you're paying that much attention. You're watching five of their waves, seeing what their patterns are, see how they like to surf, how they like to surf that break. Then you're like, okay, they don't like this kind of wave when it breaks. So I could wait for that kind of wave to break. Like I noticed that a lot by like, like the one spot I used to surf a lot um, is um, uh, Freddy's. Mm -hmm. So like I noticed that at Freddy's and it's like, there's a couple of people that always come there you know which wave they're going to take and which one they won't and they'll just like be chill about mm-hmm. it and like as long as you're chill and when you show respect like so i surf vlan my whole entire life and after a while you get that uncle who's watching you pay mm. your dues and then go go on yeah. the best wave you've ever seen yeah and it might be scary and you might be in a sketchy spot but if you don't go whether you if you pulled back you would never get a wave again so it kind of teaches you to like you got to go for it like yeah. even if you ate crap hey you went and you there and you have a tiny bit of respect mm-hmm. so it's kind of cool how that come what go, comes around goes around uh, Hawaii is like one of those places that's really good about that California not so much I mean it's funny you're I mean you've surfed obviously Malibu Malibu is like the fucking oh worst. no that <laughs> doesn't even apply there yeah it's like it's just like uh, no rules no rules it's no like rules. you you cannot burn anyone there but they can yes. burn you and you're like I don't I don't get how this works. Like I, like I know the one rule is like if Alan Sarlow is coming down uh-huh. the line, everybody off the line. Yes. Like that's an automatic. <laughs> but like I've seen people like burn Cassie, and I'm like, and I'm always like, what the? What fuck are you doing? Like, no, yeah. no, no, no. That's a no, no. That's a no, no. That's a no, no. But then it's like, I remember it was like we had a good swell, like maybe like four or five months ago, and it's where most of that Devin footage came mm-hmm. from, where he surfed the Thomas Ward, and 
that time, like him and I kept on getting burnt by this one guy, this one guy in a paddleboard. And I'll never forget him, like, paddle, like, Devin paddled up to uh-huh. me. He's like, okay. It's like, right now, that guy's permanently on our shit list. We will drop in on him every time. And Ryan from Lograp has a video yeah. of me just totally dropping in on him. And the guy goes, like, hey, I'm in back of you. And I turn around, I'm like, yeah, I know. And I just keep going. But So, I, I saw that, like, a paddleboard on Malibu. He was burning everyone, no lie. Someone burned him. He whacked him with the paddle. Straight up oh my God. whacked him with the paddle. I've never been so... I couldn't even I didn't even have words in my head when I saw this I'm going That's so scary. who does that you're gonna kill someone LA is like a totally different beast like it's so glad I'm so glad I moved from there because LA it's like here it's a little it's bit chill, better yeah. it's a little bit better but to your point Sano is like it technically could be a free-for-all <laughs> like they're just like they're nuts they're just yeah. like they don't care and it's like and look I know like that because it's like that multiple splitting mm-hmm. peak like everybody's trying to get theirs the thing i try to do is like if i do drop in and i see him like i try to pull out mm-hmm. in the most safest fashion like i might ride it for like a second or two just to make sure i yeah. could get it out good but like like yeah. to, for example today this older i paddled back out and i didn't really catch the way i paddled for it but i didn't get it but this old man was sitting and then the perfect wave came and i was on his side so it was my wave technically but he like looked at me and goes, oh, are you going right or left? And I'm like, oh, I'm going right, but you know what? Go for it. Because I could never, like coming from home, like I would always give an old man respect oh, yeah, yeah, and have yeah, a wave. Yeah. And he paddles back out and he goes, thank you so much. That never See? happens. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. Like, I'm so happy to give it to you no, because no. when I'm your age, I hope I'm out here <laughs> That's and catching waves. Yeah, yeah. I love that, like, I love that there's, like, a little crew here mm-hmm. at uh, Doheny that's like that. But Sano, there's more. There's, like, older crowd. Mm-hmm. And I am I feel the same way. Like, I'm totally, like, if there's, like, even if I'm better positioned, I'm like, ah, fuck it, you yeah, get it. Like, go. what's the point? I don't because care. Because when I'm, like, 65 or whatever, how yeah. old he was, I want to be out there. That's yeah. the coolest thing ever, that he's still doing it. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's, again, back to the beauty of longboarding. You know, I tell everyone. I mean, look, like, the, the, the age factor... You know, we were talking about Devin. I still say that, like, if Devin entered the WSL contest, he'd oh. win. Well, look at Joel. He did so freaking good. Yeah. Like, he made everyone look silly with how beautiful <laughs> yeah. his style was out there. I, I've lucky, like, those guys, because we're the same uh-huh. age, like, those guys, like, give me hope. Like, when everybody's like, oh, Kelly Slater, I'm like, fuck Kelly Slater. <laughs> I was like, look, look at Devin. Devin looks better than he did at 25. Yeah. Like, I'm like... I'm like, are you serious? Like, do you see how this guy is surfing? Like, not just on a short, like on a longboard, like on a midline, yeah. but like, and I think that goes all back to like longboarding. You learn all that finesse, mm-hmm. all that stuff, no leash, you gotta be careful kind of thing. Um, who are some of the people that like, from where you are, that you see coming up? Like, is there a younger generation on the North Shore? So, I, there's my neighbor actually, uh, her name's Ellie. She's 12. And oh, cool. um, she asked me to come go if she could come surfing with me the other day, and I was like, oh, of course, like yeah, yeah, let's go surf. And her friend Piper came too, and there's this like, so they're all like 11, 12, uh-huh. and they were all ripping, and they're so cute. Like I hadn't ever surfed with them or seen them, but they were fully on the nose, and they had so much style. So it like really makes me excited to see those younger girls surfing really well. And I I was able to call um, one of my the little girls into a wave at Chun's and it was like way over her head I kind of did it to see if she would go for it and she fully sent it like I was yelling for her, hooting for her she like rocked to the nose, beautiful hang five with just so much style 
she piles back out and she's like that was can i come serving with you all the time that was amazing everyone always burns me because yeah. they don't realize like these little girls are so little you i wouldn't think they would be able to yeah. handle but there's this little generation that's definitely up and coming and surfing so well. And like even this little girl, Babe, um, I think she's Honolulu's cousin. Uh, they're all like the same age and they're surfing amazing. So that's like kind of the next, that's the next yeah. like, like section. They're still so little, like they're still in elementary school. No, but, but look at look at like Kalisa and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Like these kids, like Jesus, like they blow up so fast. Yeah. Like you didn't, in longboarding for a long time, you didn't see people start coming into their own until they were like, like 20. To be honest, though, like for me, when I was their age, there wasn't social media. You didn't see so how someone was surfing. So I think that's kind of a big thing, too. Uh, like, because for me, like I'm just now up and coming, I'm, yeah. but I'm 21. But when I was Kalisa's age, there wasn't any Instagram videos. You didn't see like yeah. a little girl that's surfing true. really well or like a lot of footage of it to be like, mm. oh, they're ripping. Mm. So I do think with social media, it kind of shows more of what's out there, like even all over the world. You're seeing people surfing so well that you didn't have, you weren't connected to. Right. So I think Instagram plays a big part of the up and comers being shown. What about Instagram for you? How much of that is part of like career, quote unquote career? So I really don't like social media. Okay. It's never been a thing for me. Um, I had an Instagram when I was young, like right when Instagram started. And I got a lot of followers and it freaked me out, so I deleted it. So okay. I did not have Instagram for at least like eight years. Oh wow. And then when I got on WSL, they told me, you ain't gonna go anywhere unless you get Instagram. It's like, oh, really? Yeah. I, I gotta go back on this? Yeah. Okay. So I got Instagram and there's like things I like and things I don't like about it. Like it is kind of sad that like people do bully you on Instagram, surprisingly. Like all, yeah. for me it's hard because like I'll post something and someone will go like, oh why are you eating that like you got to stay fit i'm like excuse me i can eat a cheeseburger but it like gets to you going like why do you think you have a say on my life Mm -hmm. like it's silly that people hide behind their little instagram and can say whatever they think or feel and it does affect people which you don't realize and then but i think instagram is amazing too because i've gotten like the most beautiful messages from people like you inspire me you make me want to go surf you you seeing you do that i had got out of bed today early to go catch a wave and i caught the best wave ever so it's like a i don't know it, it's like a twofold cord like yeah there's, there's good and there's bad to it yeah. but i think it's mostly good and i think having a good instagram makes your career either makes you or breaks you which sucks but it's true it sucks but it's like you know what it is and i was talking to some people at the duct tape about it because i know from the marketing side of things it's the easiest way for companies to like know and this sucks and i'm not gonna lie that this doesn't suck what you're worth to them Mm -hmm. because they look at it they say you have x amount of followers and every one of your posts gets x amount of likes and x amount of comments and they look at that and they're like hey if they promote our product, uh-huh. this is how much interaction I'm getting. And marketing is everything. Yeah. So it, it does, I completely get it and I see it. So what, for me, I've treated Instagram as a job. I'm like, I have to think of it as a job or else I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So what I do is like my stories are more personal, but the posts I post are only me surfing. And I'm a big fan of videos. I think videos are the coolest mm-hmm. thing ever. To you, Like someone could be hanging tin in the sickest position on a photo, but more than likely they didn't pull it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. The, 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 the photos, the biggest like surf bullshitter. I, look, I suck at surfing and I have photos of me that look really good. Like I'm like, oh, like this is good. Yes. 
so that's why I do like Instagram. I love being able to see people's videos mm -hmm. and like, oh my gosh, like how you said Devin Howard. Yeah. He was on that single fit. I knew exactly what you're talking about yeah. because it's blown up on Instagram yeah. right now and it's super cool to watch. Yeah. So I think that really helped me surf better too mm -hmm. because I didn't know what videos to watch to surf better. Like yeah. I saw Joel on the North Shore and go, oh, I could do that. He can do that on a longboard there. Okay, well then I'm gonna paddle and try it. Right, right. I never got to see those videos. So Instagram has helped me become a better surfer mm -hmm. to just see what's going on around the world. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think I've seen in the last like five years, especially uh -huh. in surfing and skateboarding, it's been the thing that's been able to like, not only give people exposure, but also just like highlight things. So even if it's older video, yeah. like you'll have a lot of accounts that are like, they'll show a clip from like, you know, a Thomas Campbell movie yes. or something like that. And someone's never seen it. They're like, oh, what's that? And it gets them to go watch the whole video. And I've noticed that a lot for me. Like there's an account called like Old Surfer Mag or something. Yeah. And they post the coolest things. And then I'm going, oh, well, so that's what I Google. And then I just find all yeah. of these things that I never would have found prior. So yeah, no, Pretty it's, cool. I think it's, to your point, I mean, you have the aspect of it that people can be totally anonymous and talk shit yeah. to you. And like, and the bullying thing, I mean, it's something, it's really scary that it's become an epidemic. And I could see how young people, it could really fuck their head yeah. up. You know, like it could be an innocent comment where they're like, like you said, like, oh, why are you eating that? I mean, that could be in the back of your mind yeah. for like months. And you're like, oh, fuck. And it's I the silliest thing like, in the like, world, know? but it's like. When it people could. keep doing it, you're going, excuse me, like, what? Well, like, yeah, and then it could, it could, you know, it's, if you don't have a good support system, yeah. a good head, I mean, I can't imagine being your guy's age and having to deal with that. Like, when I was, like, skateboarding in my, like, like late teens and early 20s, like, if somebody was saying, like, oh, what the fuck are you wearing? I'd be like, I would actually fuck me yeah. up. I mean, like, I'd be like, whoa, like, maybe I should be, like, how could you not kind of thing? But, yeah, you do have that thing where it's, like, you get to meet people, see people. Yeah. Um... I think self like having confidence in yourself, not in a cocky way, but being having self worth really helps with that. Like yeah. knowing that it doesn't matter what these people say. Like as long as you're happy with your actions and you have good loving people around you, no what people say, you can just shrug it off your shoulder. Like it's okay. Yeah, but sometimes it's harder. You know, it's easier to say. Do you know people like at the end of the day, we're all sensitive oh, creatures, for sure. and it's like like I, you know, like. You never know what's gonna be the comment that's gonna like kind of break your back. I could understand, like I used to always look down on people who were like, like I used to talk shit, be like, oh, why'd you delete your Instagram account? Like, fuck it. And then I'm like, you know what? There probably is like a point that people are like, like you see a lot of celebrities who are like, fuck it, yeah. deleting my account. I'm not even dealing with this shit. And I'm like, but now I get it. Like, I'm like, dude, like there comes a point where you're like enough is enough. And like, maybe just not have an account or like the classic thing is I know people have like ghost accounts. Uh -huh. So like they don't suggest <laughs> the creep. Yeah. Like they're like, it's not them. They'll set up some fake account just so they can watch stuff. And I'm yeah. like, I don't find anything wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, look, I have like this account, this mm -hmm. bodega border crew account. And I have like a personal account. Yeah. And like, there's some people like in surfing that like who I'm friends with that I'm like, okay, you can see pictures of my kids. Yes. Like that's totally cool. <laughs> and you can see her being a goofball yes. and it's like, fine but like there's a lot of people that I'm like like 14,000 people like I don't want them exactly. seeing that kind of shit like for yeah no I get it like the reason I deleted my Instagram when I was little is because I actually got bullied really bad through social media oh, see, that's so now it sucked so bad at the time but since I got through it and looking back I think it made me more aware of your words hurt even if you don't mean for them to hurt mm -hmm. they you, someone can take it the wrong way and it can really mess with them 
So with surfing, I hope to one day like use me being um, a role model to someone and turn that into anti-bullying and do some type of foundation or talk to people at schools and that's kind of where I hope to be eventually is, is to that have you, that voice. Is that what you want to do? I do, I do really much so because I was such a victim of it for so long and mm-hmm. I understand how much it sucks. Mm-hmm. So I hope to one day to be that role model for young girls and or even not even just girls but just any young kids and really show them that your words like they they affect people. Yeah. Words are powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. we got to be a little bit more mindful. Yeah. I, I think that's what's kind of good about like you know they're starting to teach like everybody's like oh it's so hippy dippy like they're teaching meditation in school but i'm like they're teaching kids to like think before they, they say speak so. exactly and i think that's important i mean my daughter look three years old she's going through it and like i've seen a you know she's never been a bad kid but i've kind of noticed her like she's more thoughtful about mm-hmm. stuff and i'm at three to do that i'm like i mean i certainly wasn't that kid so I'm like, <laughs> Fuck, that's like that's kind of nice i mean i would say whatever i want yeah to. um favorite restaurant on the north shore to eat at uh, my our family's house <laughs> <laughs> but that's not good for you like you're gonna get people showing up to be like where's Kira oh my goodness we're so bad like my family cooks so good that we fight over like who's cooking night we get the kitchen oh that's cool but um honestly there's this restaurant um called Rajani it's a Thai place so that's my friend's <gasps> place oh it is I grew up with Kenny in Brooklyn no way I love them I'm like, so glad like you said that they're like my favorite people in the world and their food's amazing and Michelle yeah yeah no I go there like that is our go-to spot well, on so Tuesday nights our whole family see I wasn't go. even fishing Kenny I wasn't even fishing <laughs> for that one that one came out no Kenny's like I've known Kenny since I've been 13 I'm 45 no way. yeah he grew up in Brooklyn oh my gosh I, like I love them so and he was much. like a pro skater yeah. and stuff yeah, yeah so. I love them to death and their food isn't that's what I crave I don't crave people's yeah, food yeah, no. I crave Kenny and when we know Kenny's cooking we're like okay oh, yeah, let's it. go <laughs> oh in it in it and I, t- I send everyone there and the people whose house we stay at on the North uh-huh. Shore we, we turned them onto it like two years ago and they were just like and now like every time they're like oh my god we go there oh, at least once a week and I'm yeah. like great the coconut rice oh, yeah because he had that place in like what Milani yeah and before didn't he um he had a Thai place there like a while back. Yeah, it was so. like a truck yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. And I, then when they left, we were pretty sad. And then he came back like, yes. Yeah, so good. Kenny's back. I tell everybody to go there. I'm like, you got to do the like, I mean, the touristy thing is like, you like you got to do the shrimp thing. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. But um, hello, the shrimp is all flash frozen. The only place that the shrimp is fresh is at Romy's because they grow it in that pond back there. Oh, really? But everyone else's shrimp is uh, flown in. See, so. we, were like, we were like Giovanni people in uh-huh. Kahuku. Now it's good to know. Yeah. The one place I'm bummed that closed is Tita's. Oh, okay. Because yeah. that, now they like it turned into something else and now they have a truck so version. Not many people know about that Tita's. Like, I love, dude, that was like, yeah. oh my God, Erin and I, this is the first year we went there. We go there like probably like every three days. Oh my God. Dude, poly bread. <laughs> yeah, no, that's spam. like legit. That, yeah. her, that food was on it. We were so sad when we came. I think it was two years ago. We were like, uh-huh. it's one of those places where we're like, okay, we go there and yeah. you're like, oh, we're this. And I'm like, do you guys have poly bread? They're like, no. They're like, we have wheat bread. I'm like, fuck Ew, your wheat no. bread. <laughs> I don't want that shit at all. Um, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, this is a question I ask everybody, and I, I could probably guess this answer. If you had to pick one place that you've surfed at in your life, that's your favorite place, what would it be and why? Like anywhere that's that you've hard. been. Anywhere that's you've been. That's honestly really hard. Um, 
if I could, I'm gonna pick two places, okay? okay that's fine. <laughs> if I could have Noosa uh. to myself with no crowd. <laughs> <laughs> that's everybody. I mean, that's like. <laughs> okay, so do so. That would be my dream because there's so many points and you can keep going around and seeing like a shortboard, perfect shortboard throaty yeah. barrel wave and then the most beautiful point. Like, yeah, I'd say Nusas. Definitely. Okay. But what would be your number two? <laughs> V-Land. I yeah, love that wave yeah. to death. <laughs> I got to start surfing there because I always surf like I've been surfing backyard a uh -huh. lot just because the house is right there. And then V-Land. There's still some, I know it's not treacherous or anything. There's something that still intimidates oh, me. Oh, it's so intimidating. The people are so that's intimidating what it is. out like, there. Like the wave, I'm like, oh, that looks like the something. The wave is a machine. Yeah, I'm like, dude, that doesn't look that crazy. Yeah. But every time it's good out there, I'm like, oh, this crowd. Yeah, yeah I am not paddling out. <laughs> like, like, I go out there with like a bonzer and yeah. I'm like, they all stare at me and I'm like, Fuck. I'm like, this is not a good scene. I'm uh, scared. Uh, last thing. Uh, so who, who would you like to thank in closing? Um, I'd like to thank, honestly, Joel Tudor right now because without him and carving the wave, the wave, the wave, yeah, yeah carving the wave, wave, no, carving the wave for all of us longboarders and giving us a voice and him and Devin Howard, I really shout out to them because without them, longboarding wouldn't be up and coming again. And I really appreciate that because that's all of our, hopefully, careers. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for sitting down with us. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Sakira, for sitting down with us. You know, I was really impressed with just what her whole vibe was and when she started talking about the anti-bullying thing. I think that's something that it's it's a big problem. And being a dad of a daughter, it's something I'm worried about, social media bullying coming forward. I spoke to a lot of other surfers after I spoke to Kira about this, and they had told me their own stories. And I was really in shock on how much surfer on surfer social media bullying there is. And I think, you know, look, I do my posts and I kind of make fun of stuff and we say stuff and it's all pretty much in my New York Jess kind of way. But I would never bully someone or make them just feel horrible about themselves. I think that's just like such a petty and lame thing to do. And I think it's something that worries me about our future generations. So I was really impressed with the fact that she was spo speaking out about it and talking about how she wants to help people deal with that and young people. And I think young people, they're emotionally not developed and they sometimes get confused about stuff and they take things the wrong way or they take it too seriously. And you know, they just needed people to help them out. And I thought that was really great. But again, thanks, Kira. Thanks for sitting down with us. I hope you enjoyed that interview. But now I want to get back to some more storytelling. So here's some more tracks I think fit that bill. And I'll check in with you guys in a little bit. Peace. Prepare to be a prisoner. 
is the love of charisma Showing you that I have powerful paragraphs Followers become leaders but without a path You're mentally paralyzed Crippled your third eye Bombs are blurred then it occurred that you heard I reduce the friction But crucifixion Let loose the mixing Boost the pitch Then never kid him with some of that Cut like a lumberjack And me getting hit back It won't be none of that I'm untouchable You see me in 3D When I let the rhythm hit another MC Lyrics made a lead into your head Then eruption of a mass production To spread when music is louder Full of gunpowder Microphone machinery when I see a crowder Party people pumping their fists like this You're hiding the back thinking that I might miss But the R is accurate Plus I'm packed to win Educated punchlines that I have to hit Whatever I aim at I line them up Your body is where you feel a pain That time is up You've been hit with something different, isn't it? Rockin' is gonna radiate Nothing's equivalent Nothing can harm me Why try and bomb me? You couldn't around with Rob with an army You can wreck by the architects So respect them I disconnect them Soon as I inject them With radiation Put them by the basement Bust his chest open Bash his face and let it split him Since he fought his main man with him He asked me how I did him I let the rhythm hit him Let it hit him Chance the crowd is crucial. MC's grounds are neutral. Now that you're here, let me introduce you. Get ready. I'm hard to read like graffiti, but steady. Signs I drop is real heavy. Radiant energy, that'll be the penalty. Just the third rail of the pain and remedy. The prescriptions one every hour. Now it's a habit. You need another hit from the freestyle fanatic. Attention, follow directions. Real close, keep out of reach. Your children beware. Overdose, too many milligrams. The one made an ill jam. My rhymes is the rhythm of thoughts and kill a man. Ideas full of air to fear. Might split them. They'll never forget them. He'll rest in peace with him. At least when he left, he'll know one hit him. The last breath of the words of death was the rhythm. Now throw your hands in the air and yell, go. Rock him or do the rest of this slow. If I speed, they know they'll blow the hell up. If I slow the catch up, hell in the wicked as I kicked it. No need to remix it, cause I prefixed it. Reverse the switch to perform the perfection. Section for section, rhymes keep connecting. You guessing what's next? And blood pressure rises, you damn near lost it. Hit the ground burning and woke up frostbit. Cause when I explain, you can't complain for pain. Travel through the brain, hit a vein, then remain. Let it radiate, vibes will vibrate. Why did you violate? Now I'ma have to let the style break. Bones, now the tone is ingrown. After this gets thrown, give me another microphone before I get that fee fee. I met Whisper, I wanna reach her intellect Kiss her, cause I wanna give her the most respect So I shine and let my light reflect Hold her, mold her, make her feel older Lay her on my shoulder, everything I told her Makes her feel secure whenever I'm with her And you know how I did her, me and the rhythm hit her At night I can't sleep, I toss and turn Candlesticks in the dark, visions of bodies being burned Four walls just staring at a nigga I'm paranoid sleeping with my finger on the trigger My mother's always stressing I ain't living right But I ain't going out without a fight See at 
every time my eyes close, I start sweating and blood starts coming out my nose. It's somebody watching the act, but I don't know who it is, so I'm watching my back. I can see him when I'm deep in the covers. When I awake, I don't see the motherfucker. He owns a black hat like I own, a black suit and a cane like my own. Some might say take a chill, B, but fuck that shit. There's a nigga trying to kill me. I'm popping in the clip when the wind blows. Every 20 seconds got me peeping out my window. Investigating a joint for traps. Taking my telephone for taps. I'm staring at the woman on the corner. It's fucked up when your mind is playing tricks on you. I make big money, I drive big cars, everybody know me. It's like I'm a movie star, but late at night, something ain't right. I feel I'm being tailed by the same sucker's headlights. Is it that fool that I ran off the block? Or is it that nigga last week that I shot? Or is it the one I beat for $5,000? Thought he had cane, but it was gold, metal flower. Reached under my seat, grab my papa for the suckers. Ain't no use to me lying, I was scared of them a motherfucker. Put the left in the Popeyes and bell down quick. If it's going down, let's get this shit over with. Here they come, just like I figured. I got my hand on the motherfucking trigger. When I saw them, make your ass start giggling. Three blind, crippling, crazy senior citizens. I live by the swamp. I take my boys everywhere I go because I'm paranoid. I keep looking over my shoulder and peeping around corners. My mind is playing tricks on me. Day by day it's more impossible to cope I feel like I'm the one that's doing dope Can't keep a steady hand because I'm nervous Every Sunday morning I'm in service Praying for forgiveness And trying to find an exit out the business I know the Lord is looking at me But yet and still it's hard for me to feel happy I often drift when I drive Having fatal thoughts of suicide Bang and get it over with and then I'm worry free, but that's bullshit I got a little boy to look after And if I die, then my child will be a bastard I had a woman down with me But to me it seemed like she was down to get me She helped me out in this shit But to me she was just another bitch Now she's back with her mother Now I'm realizing that I love her Now I'm feeling lonely My mind is playing tricks on me This year, Halloween fell on a weekend. Me and Ghetto Boys are trick or treating. Robbing little kids for bags. Till an old man got behind our ass. So we speeded up the pace. Took a look back, and he was right before our face. He'd be in for a squabble, no doubt. So I swung and hit the nigga in his mouth. He was going down, we figured. But this wasn't no ordinary nigga. He stood about six or seven feet Now that's the nigga I be seeing in my sleep So we triple teamed on him Dropping them motherfucking bees on him The more I swung, the more blood flew Then he disappeared and my boys disappeared too Then I felt just like a fiend It wasn't even close to Halloween 
It was dark as fuck on the streets My hands were all bloody from punching on the concrete God damn, homie My mind is playing tricks on me a black hole. Yo! 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 Yo, it's... 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 it's I leap over lies in a single pound. The black prophet one day I got struck by knowledge of self that gave me super scientifical powers. Now I run through the ghetto battling my arch nemesis, Mr. Ignorance. He's been trying to take me out since the days of my youth. He feared this day will come. I'm hiding his trail, but sometimes he slips away because he has an army. They always give me trouble, mainly hatred, jealousy, and envy. They attack me. They think they got me. But I use my super science and I twist all three. I see sparks over that building. They're shooting at me. I dip, do a backflip. Then I hit him in the heart with sharp steel bookmarks. Ignorance hates when I drop it. But no matter what he do, he can't stop the profit. Yo, profit, yo, profit. Come here real quick. Yo, I just saw ignorance downtown. Let me put you on. Well, he down there bugging. He got them ill and out. They shooting everything else. Let's continue the saga. Mad, mad drama. I met this chick. She said she knew where ignorance was at. I said, where? She said, downtown. He had babies having babies and young niggas selling crack. I think the bitch is lying. It's a setup. I can smell it. But ignorance is running rampant. I baby. Show me the exact spot. Meet me at Quake and Skimmerhorn at three on the dock. So I hops up on the A train. I'm being followed. My seven cents senses danger. I turn around. It's anger. And he bought a marble on. It's the same. Song. The spear and animosity got broke with the swiftness I don't know what they think this is I feel a sharp pain in my neck, now I can't see on my hem They hit me with a dart filled with the pork chop serum I tried to hold on, but before long I dropped When I awoke, I was locked in the barber shop Trapped in the barber's chair Oh no, they're gonna try and cut my hair But that can't stop the profit Yo, profit, ignorance is tired of you following them around We about to put the internet out right now Animosity, sphere, what's up? A few minutes passed by, I hear a buzzing noise It was that chick with some of Ignorance's boys She said, Prophet, we got you beat By the way, I'm Mr. Ignorance's wife, Deceit But enough talk now for your haircut When the clippers touched my hair, they blew the fuck up After the explosion, there was no one left Cause I know them my poison hand touch a death My vision's still kinda blurry But I see a clue, ignorance is at the library I hurry, with lightning speed like the flash He's at the big one, on Grand Army Plaza When I get inside, the door shut and the lights go off Damn, another trap I hear a hissing sound, I smell a funny smell I gasp, I can't breathe Ignorance is laughing at me, waiting on my downfall But he can't stop the profit. Well, profit, it seems like you're in a bit of a jam. I hope you can unstick yourself. Oh, and what you did to my wife, it was nothing. I have others. <laughs> The saga continues. 
I reminisce for a spell or shall I say think back 22 years ago to keep it on track The birth of a child on the 8th of October A toast, but my granddaddy came sober Count all the fingers and the toes Now I suppose you hope the little black boy grows 18 years younger than my mama But I really got beatings with the girl of drama In single parenthood, there I stood By the time she was 21, had another one This one's a girl, let's name her Pam Same father as the first, but you don't give a damn Irresponsible, plain not thinking Papa said chill, but the brother keep winking Still he won't down, you would tear out your hide On your side, while the baby make us slide But mama got wise to the game The youngest of five kids, hun, here it is After 10 years without no Spouse? Yeah. Mama's getting married in the house Word. Listen, positive over negative For the woman a master uh -huh. Mother queens rise in the chapter yeah. Deja vu, yeah. tell you what I'm gonna do, do When they reminisce over you, my God I recall a man off the family tree My right hand Papa Doc I see Woo. Took me from a boy to a man So I always had a father When my biological didn't bother yeah. Taking care of this So who am I to bicker? Not a bad ticker But I'm clocking Pop's liver yeah. But you can never say that his life is through uh -huh. Five kids uh -huh. at 21 Believe he got a right to right. Here we go while I check the scene With the Portuguese lover at the age of 14 The same age, front page, no fuss But I bet you all you know They live longer than us right. Never been seen now That's where you're wrong but give the man a taste and he's gone Not enough sleep to a jazz tune I can hear his head banging on the wall in the next room I get the pillow and hope I don't wake him For this man to cuss, hear it all in verbatim Telling me how to raise my boy unless he's taking over I said, Pop, maybe when you're older We laughed all night about the hookers at the party My old man standing yelling, good God almighty Use your condom, take sips of the brew When they reminisce over you, for real Yes, in any weather, yeah. but Grandma Pam holds the family together. Uh -huh. My Uncle Doc's the greatest, better get the latest. If we're talking about a car, Uncle Sterling got the latest. Yeah. I strive to be live because I got no choice and run my own business like my Aunt Joyce. Yeah. So Pete Rock hit me, enough respect to uh -huh. when they reminisce over you. Listen, listen, just listen to the funky songs as I rock on and that's where it's Sometimes I get tempted, they make a motherfucking run for it. The thought alone makes me shiver. 
fight, get my kid and my wife. See, I'm supposed to make a stop to an uptown spot. Run up the block and make another drop. But I got something else in mind. Cause I'm sick of putting my motherfucking ass on the line. I got the money in the hit. Went through the block non-stop cause I ain't dropping off shit. Then I thought of a plan. So I drove to my house and got my girl and my little man. Come on, bitch, pack your shit, get ready. Hurry up and get your shit I'm a dead man, bitch Understand we gotta split I switched the locks on the door Started packing like I was going on a motherfucking world tour Grab my bags and my gun Come on, we gotta go I'm on a motherfucking run Now I'm driving and I'm looking at my passport I'm out of here as soon as my ass hit the airport I loaded up the automatic I don't believe this shit I'm stuck in motherfucking traffic I'm getting nervous as a fuck, see I'm like a continental pulling right out beside me Push down my bitch and then I bent low Bullets are flying through my window The enemy is on attack Drew the nine and caught the hammer And I fired at the bitch's back I gotta take my respect My bullets hitting, I tie your motherfuckers in the neck Looked at my bitch and bullet struck her Put in another clip Cause I ain't giving up a motherfucker Niggas running up in trenches Spraying at my car Only missing me by fucking inches Stepped on the gas pedal I bet my bitch's harm Shit they only hit her in the fucking arm Now I'm driving off sidewalks Making sharp turns My son is catching motherfucking heartburns I got the car shaking wildly I made a turn And then I dipped my shit into a dark alley They drove right past Now all this chasing shit is done I'm on the motherfucking run. I want his family. I want his house break to the ground. I want to go to the middle of the night with a The next thing I know, it was daylight. And I've been sleeping in this motherfucker all night. I started pulling on my hoe. Come on, man, what? Wake up, bitch, we gotta go. Pulled out the alley, then I dipped. Looked down and picked up the nine and put my rounds in the clip. You know I'm heading south, no doubt. And I don't give a fuck where as long as it's a hideout. Finally, we crossed the border. I pulled into a station to fill up the tank and get a drink of water. Pulling over to park my ride. This when I noticed this limousine coming up on my left side. Then the sucker started ramming me. Then I looked, there was the Luciano family. Looked at my bitch, she started crying. My finger on the trigger. I pulled it, the bullet started flying. Now I'm hitting all them bastards. Dropping them fast, splashing blood on niggas' asses Then I finally done it I took them all out, but I caught one in the stomach Now I'm looking for survivors So I ran up on the side of the car and hit the driver And then I laid low The only motherfucker left was Don Luciano So I snuck up on the sucker Put my gun to his head, what's up now, motherfucker? He said, wait, I wanna talk Put his brains on the sidewalk Another life I had to waste He fell on his back And then I spit right in his guinea face He saw the barrel of the devil's gun Now I'm no longer on the motherfucking run Come
Bodega Board Crew Podcast, Volume 56. Hope you guys have been digging the tracks. Hope you guys have been digging everything we've been putting down. You know, I love doing these episodes for you. I know it takes a little while sometimes, but put a lot of work into it. You know, this isn't just me sitting down in front of a microphone and just putting an intro song together. I really think these out thematically, and I try to do the best I can. But let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Board Crew Podcast, Volume 56. Make sure to check out our Instagram account at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our website, bodegabordercrew.com, where we have merch, t-shirts, a bunch of other stuff you might dig. Uh, make sure to check out the full description on your iTunes player for track listings and links to things that we're talking about. One of the things that we're talking about that you should check out the link in our description for this episode is Cassia's Definitive Guide to Longboarding. This is something Cassia put together with the good folks over at the Inertia which serves as a masterclass in longboarding. I found it really interesting when they put this out and I spoke to Cass about it and I want to know more because the only things I've really seen in the past have been like Wingnut's Guide to Longboarding video and a couple of things here and there, but there was never something that addressed what modern technology is and doing the instructional thing that way. So I sat down with Cassia, we talk about her for a little bit, here's her take on it and I hope you guys like it. So I'm here with Cassia um, to talk about her new venture that she just did with uh, the Inertia. So tell me a little bit what inspired you to make the definitive guide to longboarding. Well, there was a lot of things that inspired me to make that. Um, you know, probably first and foremost, I had the idea about four years ago when there was just I just noticed so many people in the water. Um, which is awesome because yeah. people are getting excited about surfing yeah. and a lot of people are getting excited about surfing later in life mm -hmm. and they didn't grow up by the beach mm -hmm. and maybe they had somebody push them into a wave once or twice that was barely learning how to surf yeah, himself yeah. you know so they don't really know much about the ocean and they don't really know much about necessarily safety mm -hmm. um, so I just noticed like a lot of accidents were happening mm -hmm. both people having them themselves or causing them mm -hmm. or being the cause of them yeah um, and I was like, wow, it would just be so much more groovy for everybody mm -hmm. if people could understand a little bit more about surfing and we could share some of the knowledge that, you know, I've, I've gained and other people have gained. So that was kind of one of, uh, first and foremost, like what the intention was around it mm -hmm. was to kind of like share information and help keep the lineup in the ocean a more approachable place mm -hmm. for people in a safer way. Mm -hmm. And then people are also could then have way more fun like yeah. if they're not tripping out about all this other stuff yeah, yeah, and yeah. like they're going out and everybody's welcoming because yeah. they're being mindful and respectful and aware yeah then they're going to catch more waves and be adopted into the community mm -hmm. better so it kind of like is a really holistic way to be embraced by surfing as you're starting to embrace it right so it's almost like a modern way of passing down the knowledge what you got what you're doing totally and in an inclusive way rather than an exclusive kind of like more like, oh, split kook, like all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, we're all kooks at one time. Everybody yeah. learns somewhere. Kelly Slater was a kook at one point, right? Dude, yeah, Kelly <laughs> Slater was a kook. I'm sure he was a kook for like five days. But like, <laughs> you know, everybody's got it. So I think it's like, you know, in that, it's, it's, it's way cooler to be inclusive. Mm -hmm. And there's also some boundaries and some things that are good to know both for yourself and mm -hmm. everybody in the water. Because at the end of the day, you're sitting on a surfboard. Right. You know, like you're sitting on literally, it, it can be a weapon. It's mm -hmm. like a vehicle for fun. Especially a longboard. But especially a longboard, you know, like yeah. I ended up in the hospital because somebody basically dropped in on me and kicked their board into my head. And yeah. I ended up 
you know, splitting my skull open, lost vision in my left oh, eye when it first that. happened. It was like really intense. Like it made me not want to surf Malibu for like a year. Yeah. Um, and it, it could have been the end of me. Yeah. And it also could have totally been avoided. Yeah. If people knew what was up, if they knew what it was up, I think it's a hard, it's a hard thing. Look, I'm someone who learned how to surf from like much later in life, and luckily I've had people like you and Worm and like that, you know, from early on, kind of showing me the way. But a lot of people don't have that privilege, right? And I think what's beautiful about what you've done is you're basically giving them that opportunity. You're giving them that opportunity that even if they like, let's say, surf in the Outer Banks or they surf somewhere in France they're essentially surfing with you. Like they're learning with you with this program, which I think is like really the thing that I really like about it. It's one of the things I like about it is that it's, it really gives that that ability for someone who might not have, you know, I'll, I'll step it back a little and just say this, like we are very privileged to surf in Southern California because we get to surf with all you guys. You know, like I know a friend of mine who's from like Rhode Island and he comes and visits here. And like one day we went to, out to San Elmo, like Michaela and Worm and, Ara and stuff like this. And he's tripping, right? And for me, it's just normal. I'm like, oh, these, I know these people, blah, blah, but not everyone has that opportunity to mm -hmm. learn from. And I think one of the beautiful things is like you've created this program with the inertia where someone could be anywhere in the world near water and they could watch this and be like, wow, it's like I'm learning from her and I'm going to apply it to my local spot and stuff. So it's kind of cool. How did the relationship, um, how did you and the inertia hookup, how did that happen? Well, um, it's interesting. So yeah, about four years ago, I had this idea to do it. And then Zach and the inertia and that whole crew has always been an awesome news source. And we had always been working together on different projects, you know, going surfing at night during the super moon yeah, or yeah. like going to El Salvador and doing like a film project. So. I was constantly bugging him for years. I was like, dude, I have this idea and then we could do this thing. And, and he's, he's like, like he's like, anyway. And I just like kind of kept bringing it up. I was like, you know, I mean, also being in Southern California, yeah. everybody's surfing here. So I'm also seeing a lot of people like you or like other friends of mine who were getting into surfing later in life mm -hmm. and also seen crazy collisions. A summer in Malibu really makes you want to like help people out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so, so basically I just kept bugging him and I was like, dude, Zach, like I've never done anything like this. And, and he kept listening. He was like, you know, maybe it's the right time. Maybe it's the right time. And then finally he hits me up and he was like, yo, that idea you had, it's the right time. Let's do this. Like I've been checking out some stuff and like, I, you know, cause at first it was like, Hey, how are we going to do this? How do we share knowledge with yeah. people in a really digestible way and make it fun and super chill and like also given an opportunity to be something, to bring in community, mm -hmm. to get data and information on what people want more of. So then we can like keep it as like a living, mm -hmm. you know, organism that keeps adapting and changing as people's needs change, mm -hmm. you know? So we also see it as like, you know, kind of like a artificially intelligent, mm -hmm. um, creature almost like this whole course is like a creature it's like a teacher with you like it's like me and i'm with you and also like we want to hear from you yeah and we want to keep it updated which is also why you know there's a private facebook group that you get access to once you get the course and we're just starting to kind of develop how that's going to roll out mm -hmm. you know so it's almost like the the, the the way i would i would put it the way i think about it is that you're surfing with them rather than surfing at them 
Absolutely, we're surfing with you guys, and like we want to know. There's a back and forth. There's a back and forth. We want to know, you know, like we're, you know, right now we're just barely, you know, we kind of put it out fast, and it's the holidays, and like we're actually getting a lot of amazing momentum because neither of us knew. We're like, let's put it out there. Maybe people would be stoked, and there's so much support around it. Oh yeah. And it's been really interesting watching, actually, because you brought up the worldwide availability, and actually, like. It's been really watch interesting watching who's purchasing it because it's really people all over the world. Yeah. Like I was just in Sweden and some ladies came up to me. I was over there for work for something else. And these ladies came up to me and they were like, I didn't know you were gonna be here. I just bought your, you know, course. And, <laughs> you know, men and women, like yeah, people yeah. from all over the world are just fired up. So it's really cool because it's like also sharing community globally mm-hmm. and like we're all connected by the ocean, so it brings that back. And then it's also gonna be a platform with the Facebook group for all of us to connect and communicate further mm-hmm. on how A, people can let us know what they need and want, support mm-hmm. around, um, and we can actually give it to them. Right. You know, which like, it feels really cool. It feels really nice to be able to kind of share that conversation. Mm-hmm. What was the biggest thing that you learned from this whole process of putting together this curriculum, if you will? You know, I think like the biggest thing I really was aware of as we started to put this together was how, you know, there's so much information to cover and it's like, where do you stop? You know, because you can just keep going and it's almost like, yeah, where do you stop? Well, I mean, that's why we're into surfing, isn't it? That's it. (laughs) It's like endless. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And like, I'm constantly learning. And like doing this course gave me an opportunity to learn a lot of things again. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh yeah, like, wait, how am I going to break this down? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, And then as it's evolving, I'm seeing like, oh wow, like we can give more feedback here, more feedback there. And then also knowing like, okay, you know what? Like to give a really good fundamental course, because really this whole, the whole bundle is really about the fundamentals, right? You know, and like really fun being the first word of that. Yeah. Like it's the fundamentals. Like you just want to have fun, like knowing enough about wave selection, trim, like I don't want to front load people. I don't want to overload people and get their minds overactive Mm -hmm. because also surfing is about just like being out of the mind and being in the space. Mm -hmm. So I want to give people like enough information that's going to get them thinking in a new way or like, oh my gosh, I never thought about that. I'm going to try that. And it's going to like help up level them with some of the visuals. Mm -hmm. And then that's where I want space for it to be adaptable and to change and to update it based on people's feedback, you know? So it was like, I think that's the thing I learned the most. It's like, we really wanted to keep going and we had to stop at a point and just be like, okay, you know what? This is like a lot of information about kind of like a wide net of things Mm -hmm. that is kind of everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. And then there's room to kind of get deeper into those subjects, which is our plan. Yeah, I love I love how it was produced and how all the videos are edited. And one of the things that I responded to a lot graphically, just being a, a creative director, was a lot of those graphics that were showing like weight distribution because that's mm. something that a lot of people don't realize. Like a lot of like, especially longboarding trim and like getting on the nose, it's a lot of weight distribution. And most people can look at a video and be like, oh, they're walking through the nose, but they don't realize like, oh no, there's actually more on the back foot at this moment. There's a little bit more on the front foot at this moment. So I think it was like really well produced, and and I, I watched uh, I've participated in the whole program. Um, in closing, I'm going to ask you one thing in this process. What is the biggest lesson that someone has taught you? Oh my gosh. I think, okay, so the biggest two. Okay, two. I'll give you two because yeah. they're both very valid. Okay. 
Um, I remember when I was a Grom at Malibu, I'll never forget it. Josh Farbro, yeah. who, you know, if you know, you know. Yeah. Josh is the man. Yeah. One of probably the most underrated surfers, mm -hmm. period. Yeah. Uh, I was always trying to make the section on the inside. Yeah. Um, and being goofy foot there, I was always on my back foot. And because of that, I was dragging weight, kind of more like an anchor on the tail of my board. Uh -huh. And I was having a hard time making that section. Yeah. And he was always like, so one day he paddled by me and he was like, switch stance or just go parallel. Uh -huh. Like whatever you do, just don't keep that same stance. Uh -huh. Like, so if, if you go parallel or you switch stance a little bit, then all of a sudden it just moves your weight from being, you know, heavier in the back to just being like even or a little forward momentum. Yeah. And now I make those sections all the time and people probably see me get low and do that a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. And it's really to make those sections and it, I've been doing it ever since Josh told me. Which was, I mean, that was like huge, you know, that leveled up yeah, my yeah. surfing in a big way. And it's, and it's those little pieces that you collect along the way that I really think help your surfing. And that's also part of this guide, like yeah. me sharing those little tidbits. Yeah, you yeah, because you, you do talk about that as an example. You do talk about that in it. And I've watched that like over and over again. And I'm like, for me going left, it's always something that I do feel like I slowed down. And then I watched that and I was like, oh, let me give this a shot. And then I did it at like, like at four doors the other day, like on a higher four doors wave. And I was like, oh, I'm like blasting past this section. like so good it's really cool man yeah. just like one little degree or one little you know a couple pounds here and there changes everything yeah. and then another one eric gross told me uh-huh eric gross another one of the most underrated yeah, surfers yeah. at malibu you know um you know when i was a kid i was like having a hard time my first summer down the beach i just like nose riding was trippy it's yeah. trippy for people yeah. you're like what am i doing i'm going so fast i'm yeah. not going fast enough i'm out on the shoulder yeah. i'm not on the shoulder i'm gonna nose dive yeah. like what's happening and he was just like dude you know just go to the nose and stand there as long as you can don't even worry about walking back get comfortable being up there yeah. and then figure it out yeah so i did that and it was really helpful. Yeah. And Eric, hopefully you listen to this. <laughs> and I know you love to point out to everybody that you taught me how to nose ride, and you did. <laughs> so I give you the credit. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sitting down, and thank you so much for developing an awesome uh, platform and program that I think a lot of people will be inspired by and get their surfing better. Awesome. Thanks so much for having us. And yeah, uh, you know, uh, just for anybody out there who's interested and, and wants to be a part of it. You know, um, please jump in. I really hope that some of the people on the Facebook group start surfing together and I see them in the water and they tell me that, you yeah. know, because I'm just hoping to, to really, you know, activate community with this too. So I think that's really awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy that Cassia is the person who put this together because I think there's no one better to learn from. A couple of things that we spoke about was the fact that this gives the ability for someone who's not in our area or isn't able to touch and interact with people like Cassia or like the worms of the world and helps them get a good footing. I found a lot of stuff that they were that she was talking about in the videos and in the masterclass really useful. I love how the interface is set up. The interface is set up really well and you can go through each chapter. Now to hear how this whole masterclass is going to develop in the future with the Facebook group is something that I'm really excited about because that really takes uh, the current technology that's out there 
and uses it for something like this in a really positive way. Building a community around education, especially when it comes to surfing, is really what it's about. I know a lot of people learn in groups together, and this just becomes a virtual group. We're doing a special deal with the Inertia where we have a direct link to purchase the course where you actually get a discount. So make sure to click on the link that we have in our episode description and on our website, because that'll automatically give you the discount and get you in to the system really fast. So again, thanks Cassio for doing this. Thanks for sitting down. Inertia, keep on putting this kind of content out and I think people will be happy. But I wanna get back to some tracks, get back to some vibes, some music, some stories. So here it goes and I'll check in with you guys in a little bit. Peace. See 
brother. Rob jumped up and began to run. Busting shots, hoping to hit someone. So I just stopped and let off three shots. Two hit him and one hit a cop. I threw the gun down and began to shout. Come on, I got him. It's time to break out. But as we ran, there were the boys in blue. Pointing their guns at my four-man crew. They shot down one, they shot down two. Now tell me what the fuck am I supposed to do?
Tip, man, you got what you need? I checked for keys and started to step. What do you know? My wallet, I forget. Yo, it was a brown wallet. Had props numbers. Had my Jimmy hats. I gotta get it, man. Lord, have mercy. The heat got hotter. Ali starts to curse me. I feel bad, but he makes me feel better. Chit, chit, chatter. Car starts to scatter. Breaking on out, we was northeast bound. Jetting on down at the speed of sound. Three days coming and three more going. We get back. And there was no slack. 490 Madison, we're here, shy. He said, all right, Chip, see you tomorrow. Thinking about the past week, the last week. Hands go in my pocket, I can't speak. Hop in the car and torpedo to the shack, the Shaheed. We gotta go back. When he said why, I said we gotta go. Cause I left my wallet in El Segundo. Yeah, I left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. I gotta get it, I got got to get it. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. I turn step by step through 
the back window I crept Silent as a mouse on the set While everybody in the house slept I disconnect the phones and the rest Find a butcher knife Cut the power lines to the lights Now a nigga wild for the night I come like the living dead Straight from the dirt Back to avenge his own death on this earth Never hear a Jason Then you know my work Down to the basement The dog get it first I can't help myself My thoughts ain't my own The voices in my head Just won't leave me alone Murder, murder, murder Kill, kill, kill Pissing on the car seats Flattening the wheel So there's no escape From the fate that awaits No one to witness The horror taking place Yeah Now I'm on my way up the stairs To the bedroom of my prayer Unaware, heads will be hung from the chimney with care, with hopes that the police soon will be here. I'm a killer. Yo, yo, fuck knocking, kick the door, evict the four, yell out, it's a stick up, hit the floor. You fish cake niggas, stay lipping off. Did your mama name you or Mrs. Pauls? Battling session, what's up with it? I talk like I walk with a fucked up pivot Niggas scream out, it's just us bitches Don't shoot out the phone booth I aim at your party, hit the wrong group Happy birthday Niggas done snap, running hunchback Ducking, brick walls get thumbtacked So run laps, for I body you Bust out the sides like karate shoes Doc, turn velcro, win night foes Central Park joggers wear bright clothes Tybo five flows Lizard, centipede, snake I'm a killer, I'm a killer This is the sound of a cow I walk on backs like Mr. Bentley After PPP stripped you empty Gather round for a rapid sound Fourth of July was three months ago Should've pat him down No one would fold both thumbs and eight fingers To square with Joe Young Tongue below one, spit dumb, moron For white boys to snowboard on So what you, what you, what you want? Shoe spearmint, gum, two double pump Two cannons, piece by piece Your school get dazed like G5G Murder, 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 kill, kill, kill Take nuts and screws out Ferris wheels If you ain't Missy, paying no bills Body you in supermarket, no frills Code, I'm about to go low. Titanic MC rock the boat, man. Tone death rhyme, microphone sex line. Next time, don't forget the tech nine step. Five digital, context is critical. Bomb threat these individuals that's on deck. So you the illest nigga in Nebraska. Hell nah, it's the master. Number 16, party crasher. Flex. I think too much, I drink too much. My crew don't really give two fucks about you, ducks. We over here, shallin butt. Spontaneous combust when I smoke a bag of dust. Ah, what a rush. Cigar be the Dutch. Method Man and Red Man, Starsky and Hutch. I crush MCs. Can't trust niggas, niggas can't trust me. Trust me. I'm a killer. Way on fire 
56 of the Bodega Border Group podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed Cassia, Kira, the songs, the tales, the whole thing. Let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Group podcast, volume 56. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our website, bodegabordercrew.com, where we have merch, t-shirts, wax, a bunch of other stuff. Also, make sure to check out the episode description on your iTunes player or whatever player you're using, but just make sure you open it up because we have links to things we're talking about. And what are we talking about this week? Well, the first short take that we're talking about is a bunch of videos that Bing put out to celebrate the 60 years of their history. Bing is one of those heritage brands that has had its ups and downs, but has been pretty consistent. You look at their history and they've really been on the forefront of developing boards from the longboard era to the transition era to doing stuff with the Campbell Brothers and Bonzers to doing... Uh, alternative shapes, fishes, all that kind of stuff, to now having this new surf team. Bryce uh, from The Bend is the person who directed the video, and I think he did an amazing job. And it's really cool to watch and see the transition of the company from when Bing Copeland started it to Matt Kilvani took over it to, to you know the current iteration. And gives you real insight into how they run their company and the vibe of it. And 
In general, we have to support these heritage brands. I think these heritage brands that exist are really important to our culture and it's important for us not to just support them but to know the history because there's a lot of people who come out of those heritage brands who wind up starting other brands and a lot of that heritage brand DNA winds up being in their thing and it's good to know that. I'm I'm a big surf history buff so for me it's I get off on that. So we posted the links to all three videos. Check them out. Let us know what you think. Hope you guys enjoy. The second short take I have is this video that Surfer Mag did on the Hobie Surf Shop and just kind of what they're about and where they come from and how it started. It's really cool to see that shop and live so close to it and interact with it now on a monthly basis or weekly basis whenever I get a chance to go in there because they do great events and they have great team riders like Michaela Smith who they've done a couple of boards with. She's in the video. I think it's a really cool video. It's another good piece of content that Surfer Mag is doing. A lot of their new video content I'm really digging. I don't know what has changed but something about the last six eight months they're putting together some really good content and here's another example so make sure to check out the link in our itunes description and click over and let us know what you think the last short take i have is about nat young's latest book church of the open sky so i bought this book right before i left for my hawaii trip i was like this is going to be the perfect book for me to read and I started reading it on the plane, and like I said before, got too busy surfing, couldn't finish it. Read it here and there sporadically, then winded up finishing it at home. I really dig this book for a couple of reasons. One, I'm a big Nat Young fan. I think, as you all know, I'm really into the transition era of surfing. And him and Mitch Fairley and Bob McTavish and hearing about them and seeing them surf and watching them surf in the Witzig movies and all that kind of thing. Like, I'm obsessed with that era. And I'm obsessed with Magic Sandboards and the whole thing. And so I had to get this book. What I love about this book is, again, it's about storytelling. And it's what inspired this episode. And it's, it's almost like if you sat down with Nat and he just told you these 10... 15 page stories that are amazing about Mickey Dora, about the copywriting of surfing, about the transition era, about how surfing is not a sport, which is something I'm a big believer in. And I think his argument for it is exactly where I come from. So when I read it, I was like, I am right in tune with that. But it's a great book to have just to get insight from someone who's so important to our surfing culture and not only where it's been, but where it's going. A lot of things that he talked about back then and in his stories resonate today. And it's really good to hear from someone who is involved, not just some like third party person. So definitely go check out the book. We have a link to it for you to purchase. If you are in the San Clemente area, you could actually pick it up at the Surfing Heritage uh, Cultural Center and they have signed copies, which are really cool. So head over there. But that's it for the short takes this time around. That's it for this episode. Sorry it took so long. I'm sitting on a bunch of interviews that I'm looking to produce. My goal with the podcast now is to produce less but better quality. So expect one every two weeks. Uh, my next one is going to have Duncan Campbell from the Campbell Brothers. I was reinvigorated with surfing a bonzer out in Hawaii. I ordered two since being there i'm searching craigslist all the time for them i think it's the most magical shorter board i've ever surfed in my life and i'm hooked and i sat down with him so that'll be in the next episode also we're wrapping up the final edits finally of jetty blue 100s we just shot our last piece of footage in maui 
and right now putting stuff together I think a trailer is going to be out soon within the next uh, week or two and finishing that up and I think we're ready to box that up we got a bunch of sponsors to come along we're not going to mention them until the trailer comes out but thank you for your support the board companies the clothing companies everybody else who supported the movie as we figure out what we're going to do with it I think it's going to premiere at the Noosa Film Festival uh, and then premiere here stateside but I that's what we're shooting for we're probably going to do a private showing of it to the people in it, a couple of people in it, maybe at my house or something. I don't know. I'm trying to still think about it. But thank you everyone who's filmed for it and been a part of it. And it's, it was a really ambitious thing. And I'm, I'm really glad to finally get it done and, and edit it. You know, it's taken a while. But besides that, once that's wrapped up, the second issue of the Surf's Up Bros Down zine will be coming out working on that right now got a bunch of submissions got a bunch of writing a bunch of photos i'm really excited about some of the stuff that's being written for it i'm really excited by the art submissions we got and the photos and that whole thing so thank you for everyone who submitted to that and stay tuned for when that's coming out i'm hoping to get that out by the end of january uh beginning of february at the latest and uh, we'll probably have an event somewhere i'm hoping daydream will host us because uh, they've been so kind to us lately or someone like that or maybe we'll do it at Hobie who knows but anyway thank you for joining us thank you for listening thank you for being fans by the way everybody out on the North Shore thank you for being so great this season as always it was such a great time out there Joel Tosh the whole Vans crew all my friends out there Kenny at Rajani Tyler and Melissa for hosting us once again at the best place in the world. If you need a place to stay on the North Shore, you could reach out to me and I could hook you up with probably the illest pad you're going to ever stay at and be able to surf some of the best breaks within 15 minutes of walking distance or right outside the house, which is kind of cool. But I'll leave you guys with the famous parting words that we always do. There's no need to bust a craze on a wave. Go out there, have fun, winter swell starting to come. A lot of the spots are starting to light up. See you guys out there. Peace. Same type game, the type of girl giving out the fake cell phone the name. Big fame, big she fame. like catch a big thing. Jewel ship, money clip, phone flip the six range. Has seen her on the ass, spotted her more than once. Ass so fat that you can see her from the front. She spot me like paparazzi. Shot me a glance in that cat woman stance with the fat booty pants. Hot damn, what's your name, love? Where you came from? Neck and wrist laced up, very little makeup. The swims at the Reebok gym tone your frame up a sugar and spice. The only thing that you made up. I tried to play a low key but couldn't keep it down. Accident dance and she was like, yo, I'm leaving now. An hour later, sounds from Jamaica. She sipping Chris straight up, skanking while in the waist up. Scene two. 
My fam throwing it down for read is on the stand. Big things is in the plans. The brother Big Moon makes space for me to move. Hey, yo, this my man most baby. Let me introduce. I turn around. You was the same pretty bird who I priorly observed. Trying to play me for the herb. Shocked to sell, she couldn't get it together. I just played along and pretended I never met her. How you feeling? No, I'm fine. My name is Mo. I'm Sharice. I heard so much good about you. It's nice to finally meet. He moved to the booth, preserved her crew, especially your honey love. Ended up sitting directly next to me. I'm tight, polite, but now I'm looking at her skeptically. Cause baby girl got all the right weaponry. Designer fabrics, shoes, and accessories. Chinky eyes, sweet voices. Call me mentally. Be conversated, made her laugh. Yeah, you know me, bro. Even though I know the steelo, she wild sweet, yo. I'm about to murk, I say peace to the family. She hop up like, how you gonna leave before you dance with me? Dance with me. She blew my whole head with that, dude. I was like, what? I played it low, though. I was like, yeah, alright, come on then, let's go. This is mad. This is so sick. I'm telling you, yo, honey was so blazing. She was. Yo, she looked like Jane Kennedy, world war. To my mama, man. She was that L, man. She take me to the dance floor and she start whispering to me. Yo, let me apologize for the other night. I know it wasn't right, but baby, you know what it's like. Some brothers don't be coming right. I understand, I'm feeling you. Besides, can I have a dance? Ain't really that original. We laughed about it, traced the arms across my shoulder blades. They playing lovers rock. I got to fold the fingers on the waist. He in my butt up like the Arizona summer song finished. And she whispered, honey, let's exchange numbers. Weeks of dating, late night conversation in the crib, heart racing, trying to be cool and patient. She touched on my eyelids, the room fell silent. She walked away smiling, singing great. Isaac's like, if I don't, if I don't, she want me at 10, 9, and that tattoo, playing Sade, sweetest taboo, burning candles, all my other plans got canceled, man, I smash it like an Idaho potato, she call me at my jail, come now, I can't say no, Jensen tree trunks, rocking a pee from cocking her knees up, champion lover, not ease up, three months, she call, I feel I'm running a fever, six months, I'm telling her I desperately need her, nine months, blue-like symptoms are shorty not around, I need more than to knock it down, I'm really trying to lock it down Midnight we hook up and go at it Burn a slogan, let her know, sweetheart, I got to have it She telling me commitment is something she can't manage Wake up the next morning, she gone like it was magic Oh, damn it, this on Harrison full frantic My number wasn't answered by my pop Taurus and Chantress Who hit me up, I saw the families that went through the struggle Yeah With no heart it was all from the heart, everything was real Yeah Dwelling in the past, flashbacks when I was young Whoever thought I'd have a baby girl and three sons But going through this difficult stage, I find it hard to believe While my old earth had so many seeds, but she's her own woman And due to me, I respect that I saw life for what it's really worth and took a step back Family ain't family no more We used to play ball, eggs after school, eat grits cause we was poor Grab the flies for the channel, fix the hanger on the TV Rocking each other's pants to school, wasn't easy, we survived winters Snotty knows with no coast we kept it real, but the older brother still had jokes Sadly, daddy left me at the age of six I didn't know nothing, but mommy neatly packed the shit She cried, and grandma held the family down I guess mommy wasn't strong enough, she just went down Check it, 15 of us in a three-bedroom apartment Roaches everywhere, 
cousins since aunts was there Four in the bed, two at the foot, two at the head I didn't like to sleep with John John, he peed the bed Seven o'clock, plucking roaches out the cereal box Two shared the same spoon, watch a Saturday cartoon Sugar water was a thing, every meal was no frill In the summer, free lunch held us down like steel And there were days I had to go to Texas with a note Stay in Gloria, can I borrow some food? I'm dead broke, so embarrassing I couldn't stand a knock and they door My friends might be laughing, I spent stamps in stores Mommy wears a toilet paper, use the newspaper Look, Miss Rose gave us a couch, she's the neighbor Things was deep, my whole youth was sharper than cleats Two brothers with muscular dystrophy, killed me but I remember this Mom's a lick of fingertips, to wipe the coal out my eye before school with a spit Caseworker had her running back to face to face I caught a case house and tried to throw us out of our place Sometimes I look up at the stars and analyze the sky And ask myself was I meant to be here? Why? Mommy, I love you. And I'm so thankful to be through. All that I got is you. It's you. And um, I'm so thankful to be here like this. sun, moon, and star, and them planets would exist in my space, like man, woman, and child, you understand, we got to keep it real, with reality, and reality gonna keep it real with us, I remember them good old days, because see, that's the child I was, what made me the man I am today. Because if you forget where you come from <laughs> You're never gonna make it where you're going <laughs> Because you lost the reality of yourself So take one stroll through your mind And see what you will find And you'll see your whole universe all over again And again and again and again and again <laughs> Yeah <laughs> 